Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show, The Weekend Update. Today is Saturday, January 30th, 2021 at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $33,839.60, down 7.5% from yesterday. But take that with a grain of salt. Bitcoin two days ago was at 32300 It surged yesterday because of Elon Musk putting Bitcoin in his bio. At least that's what everybody's saying. And then it's dropping back down. But it is still up $1,500 from two days ago, continuing on its upward trend. Ethereum is sitting at $1,343.29, down 3% from yesterday. Again, same thing happened with Ethereum. It's still sitting at the same price as it was two days ago. Now, in some other bullish news for Ethereum, it has now completed 26 days in a row over $1,000. Back in the last bull run, when Ethereum hit its previous all-time high, it has only hit 25 days at $1,000. So not only do we have new all-time highs for Ethereum, we also have new consistent over $1,000 prices for Ethereum. Litecoin, 130.41, down 6% from yesterday. Chainlink, 22.88, down almost a percent from yesterday. And XRP, 32.8 cents, up 16.7% from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency, we're at $999.1 billion, down about 6% from yesterday with a BTC dominance of 63.2 cents. Going on to some news today, BlockFi, the cryptocurrency lending company, basically what happens is you can put your Bitcoin in BlockFi, they pay you an interest to have it, and then they lend it out or lend the money or the value of it out. And you could use Bitcoin or stable coins or Ethereum and Litecoin and all kinds of other coins. But anyway, it's a lending platform or a collateralized loan platform. Well, anyway, they're submitting their registration for a Bitcoin trust. Basically, they're trying to compete with Grayscale. Grayscale is hodling around $23 billion in Bitcoin for its clients. And, well, BlockFi wants a little piece of that. And they're registering with the SEC to be able to do that. Trusts are popular in the absence of a Bitcoin ETF. There's a Google search engine competitor out there trying to launch a decentralized search engine that protects your privacy, your IP address, your device info, your browsers, and location data. Basically, they're making a private decentralized search engine, and the company's called PreSearch. Basically, you're going to search just like Google. It's going to go all over the decentralized web looking for your information and give you these results just like Google, but you will be rewarded with pre-tokens. I like startups like this, but you can always see that there's a long road ahead of them and a huge mountain to climb in front of them. The reason why everybody uses Google, because it works properly. I mean, there's other search engines out there, DuckDuckGo, Yahoo, Bing, but who uses them for the most part? Why? Because the results suck. How can you make a search engine and make sure your results are accurate and exactly what you want? That's their challenge, not to make this decentralized and private. Those are pretty easy, but how do you get enough data to get the results to make the user experience as good as Google. Visa CEO says the firm could support certain cryptocurrencies directly. Currently, Visa partners with 35 different crypto wallets and platforms. Visa previously laid out a platform-agnostic approach to supporting crypto. 
As you know, a lot of exchanges like Robinhood are stopping trading for certain stocks like GameStop because of the Wall Street bets pump of those stocks. Where they're saying, well, retail investors can't trade anymore. And well, a crypto exchange is saying, no, let them trade. Bittrex, back in 2016, 2017, they were the bee's knees. They haven't been as popular lately, but they are taking a big move. And they are listing all of these stocks, well, tokenized stocks on their exchange so people can still buy them. Now, this next story is a little bit hard to talk about and a little bit sensitive, but Rape Survivor is to launch a controversial kit on Ethereum. Madison Campbell plans to launch the first DIY rape kit using the Ethereum blockchain to timestamp and authenticate DNA and other evidence. Her project has come under fire from legal and health professionals. But Campbell has VC backing. She tweeted the other day, Who wants to come live rent-free in Palm Springs in exchange for helping me assemble the rape kits? I just looked up on the internet how many untested rape kits are sitting on shelves in California. The answer? 14,000. 14,000 kits that somebody made a claim, said, here, test this, and they're just sitting there. So now time is going by. I don't know how much time is going to go by, but then the victim is going to have to try to prove the time, the date, the results, the location. Look, this is a great use of blockchain. So if you can record the time, the date, the location of this test and the results plus the DNA, lock that in the blockchain, no matter what, you can have verifiable evidence, the time and the DNA, then you can go on for a proper trial. And that is honestly very innovative and very elegant way to use the blockchain. And there are links in the description if you're in California and you're listening to this and you say, I can go live rent and free and help this person out assemble these kits, click on that link and send them an email. And now I want to bring you a conversation with Scott Autry. He's a listener of the Decrypt Daily. What I want to do is I want to bring listeners on, talk to them about their hodling experience, their trading experience, why they're in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. What do they see? in this technology that can help build the future. Anyway, here's my conversation with Scott. What I'm hoping is maybe his story also can resonate with you and you can relate to why you got into blockchain. And if you want to come on the show, email me, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. That's MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co and say, hey, I'm just an average hodler. I want to come on the show. I'm going to play this and then I'm going to end the show. So happy hodling, everybody. Here's Scott. Scott, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, Matthew. Welcome. Thanks, man. Thanks. The look, man, you replied to my email or replied to my call out on the podcast saying, I want to just talk to an average hodler that's out there listening to the show and you came on. I want to know about you, my friend. Tell me when you got into Bitcoin and why you got into Bitcoin. Probably about 10 years on the smallest scale possible. Uh, very, very small amounts of Bitcoin. Uh, back then it was kind of you know funny internet money and then uh so i would get it and i would sell it and and that and then it took off about two years ago that i became a serious kind of bitcoin uh, investor but why what, what was it that got you into buying bitcoin or looking into the space in general what got me into getting into a bitcoin seriously is a belief in bitcoin until it was accessible to the masses, until it was easy to get into, and until there was enough information that was easily accessible, it was a kind of a vague thing. So once I, I knew more about it and had easier access to it, I was more interested in, in doing it more full time. 
Okay, so it's accessible and the information's out there. But again, what is, then what, what what is the why? What what do you believe in Bitcoin? And if you're if somebody's going to say ask you what do you believe and why Bitcoin, what would you tell them? I believe Bitcoin is the future. I believe that Bitcoin uh, solves the problems of centralized banking, and I believe that this is a store of value that we have not seen before, and is a perfect system. That exist that we can be a part of, and I think being a part of it at this point, this is still in its infancy. We're ten years in. We're still in the infancy of Bitcoin. We have another hundred years of mining. So to be here at the beginning, you know, getting in today, you're still one of the first people in Bitcoin, and that's a really exciting thing to see to create this baby and to watch it grow. You said create this baby and watch it grow. What do you think that we as a crypto community, what are we creating? The community is creating the distribution of information. Uh, the community, as it grows, as information gets out and people begin to realize what Bitcoin is, instead of the, the vague kind of veil that Bitcoin was behind, uh, as it becomes public knowledge is spread by the community, uh, as more people get into it, get a little skin in the game, we begin to see that this is the store of value. This is the thing that can grow. Where, where are you located right now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm in Dothan, Alabama right at the moment. Right on, man. So, okay, I'm in Cleveland. You're in Alabama. Basically, this is this is cool because Bitcoin brought us together. I mean, how else would you hear a podcaster in Cleveland besides the medium that I'm on? You were listening to a podcast. We're now connected. What do you think that the bigger idea of Bitcoin is? Where You know, the globe is connected. Do you think that Bitcoin in its ideology would change the way that we just live, connect, communicate, work with each other? There's so many possibilities that didn't exist until Bitcoin came about. Uh, I can't even, the, the, the great thing about that, and, and it's a weird way to answer the question, but the great way, uh, the great thing about that is that I don't know. Um, we don't know what we mm. don't know, right? So the things that you can build on blockchain technology, the things that, that can expand from based on, on Bitcoin, uh, these type of things, we just don't know what's going to happen. So we're in a very exciting, uh, this is the future, you know? Talking about the tech, the future, the things that you don't know, but I, I assume that you have some, let's say, hopes or some aspirations for Bitcoin or the, or a new economy or the future. What is like one thing that you are very looking forward to to come out of all of this? I, the, the money being in uh, money, I hate to say money, that's just what we say, but uh, currency in, in the shit, how do I say this, man? This is kind of a great question. The people having control over money. That's what I, I see coming out of this. Um, and having a say in it and it's not one person having a say it's it's consensus say it's it's um we all agree on it it's beneficial to all of us 2021 is shaping up to be well it it, it is a bullish year i mean we've hit all-time highs almost across the board i mean 41 42 000 bitcoin ethereum crosses all-time high um there's other cryptocurrencies chain link crossing their all-time all-time highs what are you bullish about in 2021, if you are bullish? And where do you think Bitcoin is going? You say in price, you say adoption, but I want your opinion. Where do you think we're heading to in 2021? So as far as a prediction for Bitcoin in 2021, 
I'm looking around $150,000 mark by December. That seems incredibly high based on where it's at now, but based on the institutional buy-in and based on more access to the, the general public and more information, uh, events over the last week have caused a influx of what is stocks, what is Bitcoin, what is cryptocurrency. People are learning. 2020 was one of the most educational years in the space that has ever happened. 2021 is already on track to far surpass the information there. So as information grows, uh, the value of this grows as well. Or rather, I should say, I don't believe Bitcoin is what it's uh, is what at the price range that it should be at. I believe it's an undervalued asset, and I believe as we learn more, we will be able to uh, see that true valuation of it. Last question, man. I do want to say thank you very much for uh, coming on the show. But there's thousands of listeners of the Decrypt Daily across the U.S. and across the globe. What would you want them to know if they're listening to this maybe for the first time? What would you want them to know about the crypto space or getting information in the crypto space? Uh, I would say tune into this podcast. It's been one of the, the best helps for me. But uh, as far as as far as crypto goes, there is no just one source. Do your research. Take no one's advice at face value. Take no charts at face value. Uh, there's a lot of information out there. Uh, do your research. You you will build confidence in what you know if you have done the research to to show that. Listener Scott Autry, thank you very much for coming on the show, and it's great to meet you, sir. And- Keep listening. Hey, thanks so much.